0: How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to another Flying Solo podcast. So today's topic is about fundamentals. What are fundamentals? I do a ton of podcasts with coaches and so many times the word is used. And I want to I've been thinking a lot about it. Um, So uh, let's dive in and think about fundamentals and what it means and what it means to me. So I kind of would have defined it as crucial skills, techniques, and concepts that a player must be able to execute to be a good player. In the dictionary, it'll say things like forming a necessary base or core of central importance, basics, essentials, rudiments, foundations, basic principles, first principles, preliminary, crux, or basic, foundational, rudimentary, elemental, elementary. You get the the idea. It's foundational, it's basic, it's simple. Um, And it's really interesting. And fundamentals are a word thrown around and used. And I think they're really important to think about. So let's think about a basic list of some lacrosse skill fundamentals things like be equal lefty and righty for passing overhand follow through step to your target for catching give a target hand positioning stick in the box area give with it catch it like an egg run through the pass run through the catch for shooting hands back overhand change planes bounce it for stick protection Sticks to the outside, vertical stick. Your stick should never be at your waist. Always in a passing position. For scooping, two hand ground balls. Scoop through, never rake. Dodging, full speed. No ass dodging. Change directions, change speed, change planes. Make one move and move the ball. Okay, there's a lot more skill fundamentals that people use. And I don't want to go through every single one. But what I do want to do is talk about these. We've all heard these. And I also want to talk about them in terms of are they fundamentals or are they fake fundamentals? What is a fake fundamental? A fake fundamental is is something that's not true or not always true. And if it's not always true, if a fundamental is, if there's a, a certain skill that is deemed a fundamental, to me, it better always be true, and if it's not always true, then, then I would say that's a fake fundamental because you're leading somebody down a path where they're gonna follow your directions, but it may not be correct. So what do I mean by this? Let's go back to the, that list. Be equal lefty and righty. All right, sure, definitely would like to have two-handed players. But if you listen to my handedness podcast, you know that it's not essential to be a great lacrosse player to be two-handed. And in fact, it can really hold back the development of players when you make them balance their righty and lefty playmaking when maybe they could just be experts at getting their right or experts at getting their left. How about passing? You know, when we teach people how to pass, we'll say things like, okay, point your butt end towards your target, step with your opposite foot, and follow through. Now, this might be the worst advice you could ever give somebody on how to, how to complete a pass in a game. Everyone is going to see it coming a mile away. This is not how any players do it under pressure. Yes, this would be a way to get the ball from A to B with no defense or against a wall. But as soon as their defender's guarding you, they will check you if you are that obvious. And the defender's guarding your receiver will pick it off. Catching, give a target. I actually think catching is a pure fundamental. But I, but I don't think catching is going to be done in any one particular way, similar to passing. I was thinking a lot about giving a target. And I, I do think it's pretty natural. I think it's really important. Your stick is going to be up when you're going to be ready to receive the ball. Shooting, hands back, bounce it, overhand, changing planes. Just once, I'd love to hear a lacrosse announcer say, oh my gosh, I can't believe it went in. He didn't change planes. Changing planes is a fake fundamental. Does it help? Yes, it can, for sure. Changing planes is not an automatic. Your swing angle will definitely have an impact on what a goalie, where a goalie thinks the ball is going. So when your swing angle is sidearm, it looks like it's going far, and you can yank it in the air. If your swing angle is overhand it can look like it's going high and you can yank it low that's changing planes but we can also shoot high to high with deception and it's a very effective shot hands back really interesting one i'm actually in in talks with a kinesiologist actually been talking with a kinesiologist from british columbia named rob williams and i'm actually going to get to the bottom of this i want to learn what the proper techniques are but i'll tell you this hands way back is something that everybody teaches and i'm not sure that that's going to be accurate because it's not a strong position and when you watch a lot of the best shooters in the world they don't do that there's also a difference between a right-handed shooter and a left-handed shooter depending on which is their stronger hand a right-handed righty might throw it a little bit more like a football with their hands back a little bit more than a right-handed lefty who's getting the power from their bottom hand. Run through the pass and run through the catch, they'll say. Well, this is true sometimes, and you need to be able to throw and catch on the run. There's no question. That is something that's incredibly important. But sometimes you definitely want to be able to set your feet to pass and to catch. And the idea that we would always run through a pass and run through a catch is just not accurate. The best players don't do this. They set their feet a lot. It gives them more power and it gives them hesitations, gives them more deception. How about stick protection with your sticks to the outside? Well, sure, your body should be able to protect your stick. But your stick to the outside is not great advice. And I talked about this in the Handedness podcast also. We really want our sticks to the middle as much as possible. But we do have to have an understanding of how to protect our stick, hold it away from a defender. How about the um, idea that we want to always have a vertical stick and that your stick should never be at your waist? This is another fake fundamental. Sure, a vertical stick is an important skill to know how to do, but so is having your stick at your waist. I call that double threat position. It's a dodging threat. You watch the majority of the best box lacrosse players in the world who also happen to be the most skilled players in the world. They play out of this position and this posture all the time because it allows them to have control over their defenseman, their defender. When they give the appearance that they're about to dodge, it makes their defender dig in and it buys them time. It also creates off-ball attention from the other defenders. And interestingly, sticks go down. I did an interview with Tyler Pace from the calgary roughnecks a year or so ago and he talked about well when i put my stick down the defenseman's sticks go down too and it allows me to feed even more effectively sure there's no question a vertical stick is an important posture but so is a double threat posture how about dodging full speed they'll say no ass dodging change direction change speed change planes one move all of this stuff is true but it's not always true and in fact dodging at full speed all the time is easier to defend. It's easier to get you off track. It's easier to slide to. It's easier to second slide to. The hardest thing to to deal with would be hesitations and fakes, which, by the way, fits right into the idea of change direction, change speed, and change planes, changing planes being popping out. That's all really true. But but there are sort of opposites stated, like make one move and move it. Well, if you look at a lot of the best – situational dodgers they're dodging slower holding slides and they're re-dodging so that they can open up space or they're rolling back makes it really really difficult so i don't want to go through all of this i just wanted to open up our eyes to this concept here fundamentals really aren't skills but rather they are concepts and when we try to name a skill a fundamental it it automatically becomes a fake fundamental because it's just not always true take the scooping idea two hand scoops you must be able to do this there's no question but if you can't make a one-handed scoop at times you're not going to get the ball raking has been (laughs) sort of Somebody decided raking is like terrible, so it went into like the U.S. lacrosse rules, no raking. Well, what are you supposed to do if the ball is like right on the sideline, scoop through it and run out of bounds? What if you're in a pile? You want to pull it out for yourself. No, the bottom line is, is that, that fundamentals are not actual skills. They are concepts because there's too many different scenarios. Overhand passing is a perfect example. If you always pass your shot overhand, you would simply pass it, or shoot it right into people's sticks or right into the goalie. No, we have to be able to shoot it and pass it around defenders, around sticks, around goalies. How's it going, everybody? Jamie here. Thanks for listening. If you've been enjoying the content in my Philacrosophy podcast, my Inside the 8 podcast, or my A Lacrosse Weekend blogs, I would encourage you to check out the store at Jamesfreesports.com. I've created awesome content for coaches, players, and parents in both men's and women's lacrosse. For coaches, the coaches training program. It's, it's a combination of cutting edge and practical. We have division one men's and women's coaches all the way down to high school, JV, and youth. For players, I've created JM3 player academies, which are designed to teach every variation of every skill for boys and girls across. And for parents, I've created JM3 recruiting portal where I've taken all of the content from my blogs, my podcasts, from webinars and other interviews and pooled all of this information in one place where parents can get access to incredible content and insights from the very coaches that you're hoping to play for. Thanks and enjoy the podcast. So let's think about a list of offensive fundamentals. I got 10 of them here that I was thinking about that are not, associated with skills because the kids and the players are going to figure out what skills they should use in the context of these fundamentals like this try to get to your natural side so if you're a righty looking at the net you're on the left if you're a lefty on the right now we can't always do this i understand if you've got six righties on the field there's gonna be a couple of righties that have to play on the wrong side but So many players are not cognizant of the advantages of being on their natural side. Again, listen to the handedness podcast to get more depth on this, but it's, it's really amazing how much more quickly players develop when they are on their natural side. It is intuitive for players when they get to their natural side to use an array of moves. Think of the right-handed midi dodging down the side, right-handed losing angle with every step, shooting a ball, not really wanting to roll back to his weekend or her weekend. And that's pretty much what the MIDI does. Now you think about the attackman, think about the lefty attackman always on the same side as that righty alley dodge midi. Now that attackman's trying to get his left too. And he might split underneath and score lefty. He might split underneath and roll back and come topside and score lefty. He might use a, use a rocker move, a step out, an inside roll. A Z dodge and score lefty and in the end they might score a left handed a right-handed question mark there, too But at the end of the day your natural side is fundamental to you playing to your strengths and playing to your angles And it really might be the most important thing any player could learn particularly middies The attackmen are doing this already the middies are not and it's so important and coaches when you're developing players you will find that if you develop them on their natural side, they will, do, they will use more of a repertoire of moves. Now, do we need to have solutions on our wrong side? For sure, we do. We need to be conscious of angles and stuff like that. Um, and we'll talk about that. But the fundamental is get to your natural side. So how about this? How about shot selection? Number two, shot selection. The angle and the distance. Rather than telling everybody, what shot to shoot and change planes and overhand and this and that. How about if we focused on the distance and the angle so that we were actually taking shots that had a good chance of going in? Because frankly, sidearm shots when you're coming to the middle are gaining angle. They have more angle than an overhand shot. And oftentimes it's around a screen. It's really important. And of course, when you go in down the alley, if you go sidearm, you're losing angle. And generally, alley shots are not the shots that we want. But if we're pretty clear on percentages and angles, and every player's shot selection should be different anyway. Some people have more range than others. And so, therefore, shot selection is the number two offensive fundamental. That You you could argue that's the most important part of offense. And the best coached teams do not take a lot of bad shots. Listen to the Jeff Tambroni podcast. It's a huge point of emphasis for them. All right, number three, ball movement. Ball movement is a fundamental. We know that we'll shoot at a higher percentage with assisted shots. Getting the ball off the ground and moving it off the ground is a fundamental. Swinging the ball from one side to the other is a fundamental because the defense plays ball side. It's a fundamental in every sport actually. It's called switching fields, it's ball reversals, all kinds of terminologies for it, and it's true. Swinging the ball on a skip pass, throwing the ball through X, throwbacks, get it to the backside, ball movement. And one mores, and having an ability to make the one more pass. That's a fundamental, one mores. Could be one more across the crease. Could be one more on a dump down. It could be one more on a skip pass looking for one more ball movement. That's a fundamental. This is something, not exactly how you throw it. Why would you focus on an overhand, you know, exact how you want them to throw it when the point is it needs to get there and it needs to get there in these various ways. When you pick up a ground ball, you got somebody all over you. You're not going to be throwing a textbook overhand pass. Therefore it's not textbook. You're throwing a pass that might be underhand. It might even be a flip. You need to get it to somebody. That is fundamental, moving the ball. All right, how about number four, deception? Deception, to me, might be the most important part of the entire game offensively. And what does that mean? You know, it's funny because we, we, we totally rule out deception with our teaching of our fake fundamentals. Go back to the passing example. Point your butt in towards your target, step with your opposite foot, and follow through. That is the exact opposite of deception. That's the exact opposite of Grant Amon how does Grant what does Grant Amond do he never is looking where he's feeding he's never he's rarely just throwing an overhand either because he knows that he can throw it through traffic and hard and accurately underhand and he's looking for behind the back feeds because they're deceptive or lever feeds and that's what's happening with all of these players there are so many options but it's all around, it's all about deception same with shooting the great Darius Kilgore always talks about if you shoot deceptively, you can shoot for a, a spot the size of a watermelon. If you're going to shoot just with accuracy and power, you might have to hit a spot the size of a grapefruit. Why? Because if you can handcuff a goalie or make a goalie jump, it's a massive advantage. You really should never really look where you're shooting. You should never look where you're dodging. You should probably really never look where you're feeding. You want to look it all off. The whole defense is watching you all the time. I read this amazing quote from Ted Creighton from joy of the people. And he said, deception in in his words, but I'm going to sort of paraphrase it. What deception does is it allows you to force your opponent to work for you. What does that mean? Well, if we are dodging and we can fake a slide, we're making that slide late. If we can make a defender overplay us or check our hands when we're not passing so that we it opens up a window for us to pass that is getting a defender to work for us this is what deception is and deception is all the time this is why teaching dodging or teaching passing or teaching any of these fundamentals it disturbs the natural flow Of learning deception because now all of a sudden we're working on this fundamental that a coach is teaching us oh let's take dodging let's teach a split dodge well okay you're going to approach your there's a lot of different ways to do it but let's just say you're going to approach your man you approach at a little bit of an angle maybe you're inside out maybe you're outside in and then you kind of do a you know a one-two split jab left jab right split something like that right to left split all different ways to do it but Then we get done teaching this and it's great. And and I'm not saying that's not a good technique. All I'm saying is the deception piece has to do with the context of other defenders around. It's not just, it's not just faking your own, man. You got sliders and you got adjacents. And that's the hardest part about dodging is the context. So then when we're done teaching, you know, our split dodge or any of these moves, then what we start working on is, all right, well now let's work on our fakes. When really deception is the fundamental and it needs to be talked about all the time why did that ball get picked off why did the goalie catch that shot why did the slide get there on time because we weren't deceptive because we were telling the defense what we were doing how about this one handling pressure that's a that's a fundamental it's a fundamental that needs to be built into practice handling pressure are we going to tell everybody exactly how to handle pressure You can, because there's a lot of techniques that you could show people. But at the end of the day, we need to be able to pass and catch and move without the ball under pressure, where somebody's all over our hands and we have to figure out a way to make the pass. And guess what? When you go overhand and point the butt end of your stick and follow through, you're going to get checked. You're going to lose the ball. That fundamental is out the window as soon as there's pressure. And along the lines, I mean, a lot of times people will say, well, you got to create separation. Well, that's not true all the time. It can be true. It's great if you can create separation. But a lot of times the best thing to do is to eliminate all separation and stick your body right into somebody or get someone to land a check right on you. Opening a window for you to make a play. Handling pressure. That's a fundamental. How about dodging physically? or turning corners. I, th- I think that's a fundamental because it's so important with angles. And it's a little counterintuitive to think that you should be dodging physically. Because you might say, well, I'm smaller than my opponent. You know, My opponent's always bigger than I am. But if, if you don't initiate contact, if you don't turn a corner, if you don't dodge physically, then unfortunately, you're gonna get pushed off your track, offline. And this is a fundamental that is so important. You have to be able to retain angle and it goes back to shot selection. It goes back to angles. You got to get to the middle. Getting to the middle, maybe that, you know, maybe that's the number one fundamental. Probably is. Probably should have been in there. This list, by the way, is not some uh, list that is um, <laughs> some finished product. It was just a list of things that I was thinking about. So let's talk about number seven power and accuracy in throwing. I, I think that's a fundamental. You have to be able to throw the ball hard. You have to be able to throw it hard and accurately enough to get it there. Now, that's a little – I'm not really talking about the shooting part because the shooting to me is a little bit more about deception, although power and accuracy are important in shooting too, for sure. But I'm thinking about it a little bit more in the context of passing and just being able to do that. And a lot of players can't do that. And part of the reason is, is they don't do it very often. And you as coaches, if you get kids to throw it really hard and throw it far, they will learn how to do it. Let's talk a little bit about seeing the field. I did a whole podcast on this, so you should listen to that if you haven't. It's interesting. But seeing the field, that's fundamental. Knowing what you're going to do with the ball before you get it. That was a a topic in my podcast recently with Sean Kerwin, Offensive Coordinator at the University, University of Virginia. He looks for players that do that. Being able to identify where sliders and second sliders and outlets are while you're dodging is another element of seeing the field. What does that mean? That means that you shouldn't be looking at your defender. I just listened to this really cool interview of Chris Paul, and he says, I never am looking at my own guy. I'm never even looking at the picker in two-man game. I'm looking at the rotations so I can decide if I want to throw it to the roll man or throw it to the corner. But that's what it's all about. Whether it's before you receive the ball or whether while you have it, seeing the field is fundamental. And this is something that we need to, we can teach. We can can talk about How about this one? Two-man game. Two-man game. Is that fundamental? I think it is. I was trying to decide. I mean, there's definitely like other fundamentals that I left off. But two-man game, there's so many applications to two-man game. Because I kind of feel like if if you're dodging at me, we're in a two-man game. So maybe I want to pick for you and bring my defender to you. Creating space by bringing a defender to you. Maybe I want to fade back or drift as some people say and see if my man will sit in the middle or come with me and create space. Maybe I want to clear through. Maybe I want to seal my own man on my clear through. Maybe I want a shallow cut and hope my man shows behind me or doubles so that I can be open almost like a slip behind you. Two man game is on ball and off ball. Two man game is given goes. Two man games are flips and fake flips. There's another one I like to call gap to, man. And that's kind of where you've got a gap of space and it's you and and a one-on-one situation and and you've got a gap and you're trying to decide whether you want to pass it or fake it and go through the gap. That's similar to the fade scenario we were talking about. If if you were dodging at me and I was fading back, you're dodging, let's say, right-handed and i'm fading back left-handed you might be able to fake that pass to me and go right through the gap but two-man games are fundamental understanding how to work with other players is so fundamental and honestly i've been spending a lot of time recently on thinking about three-man games and three-man games are just two-man games of course they with 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 uh, more action going on because a can pick for b and then b can pick, b can pick for a and And B can pick for C and so on and so forth. It creates more complexity, but really they're just two man games in which you're trying to get two players on you and zero players on the other, make those reads. And then the last fundamental that I put in here, and again, this is not an official list. I'll probably change the list one of these days, but I thought these were 10 pretty good ones. And here's number 10, draw and dump. Draw and dump, drawing another player and dumping it. The defense wants to slow play things. They want to play monkey in the middle and be in the middle. The offense needs to make sure that they draw fully. And this is back to like, this is like the Andy Shea transition rules. You should listen to the podcast I did with him from a couple of years ago. Still one of the best podcasts ever on lacrosse. And Andy talks about, okay, what are his transition rules? Um, If you're covered, move the ball. So that's the draw and dump. If you're not covered, get covered. Well, getting covered means drawing so that you can dump it. Get ahead of the ball. That's sort of the off-ball component of draw and dump, but it's super important, particularly in transition. But drawing and dumping, we always talk about taking advantage of two-on-ones. And a draw and dump almost should be called a fake draw and dump because you're faking a dodge or you're faking a pass or you're faking a shot to fully draw somebody so that you can dump it. And so draw and dump is my 10th fundamental. Um, Let me know what you guys think of this. Uh, There's definitely more, and there's a whole list of defensive stuff. I'd say the main thing I wanted to share on this was I don't think we should get caught up in talking about fundamental skills as much as we should talk about fundamental concepts because the kids, the players, the athletes, They will figure out solutions on their own. Now, as coaches, if we can watch film and explain why something didn't work or why it did, it's worth to go back and, and look at it. But in real time, let them figure it out. Because what kids will do is they will listen to you and do what you tell them to do and not do what you tell them not to do. And now all of a sudden it's fake fundamentals and we lose out on the deception when we start instituting all fundamentals and making people play in this box i think you can win games if you can figure out a way to get to your natural side have great shot selection have great ball movement in multiple scenarios play with deception be able to handle pressure to dodge physically to be able to have power and accuracy in throwing to be able to see the field play two-man games, or draw and thump. These are the fundamentals that we want to be able to see are are our drills creating these environments where these fundamentals are able to be used. And let's not spend so much time on what they should or shouldn't do because they will figure it out and there are so many good ways to do it. So anyways, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Um, Interesting stuff. Um, Let me know what you think. Thanks and have a great day.